0: Welcome back to episode number ninety-four of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, guys. Everybody's voice. I need to hear from you guys. I need to know what's going on. If you guys have a problem, a headache, concern, issue, law issues, contract problems—I don't care what it is—email me Jeff at the NP Dude dot com. You can always send me a link or a uh, a message on the Facebook page too. Um, I still sound like crap. I've been sick. I was under the weather. Um, ago and i'm still just fighting allergy change season changes all (laughs) All the crap right um haven't heard from me in a while i apologize for that and here's the issue you want to know the story this is a fun story so i did a kick butt show all right i didn't do a kick butt show but i did an okay show and uh had it recorded i had the recorder in my pocket went home and quickly to uh you know, get ready for the whatever evening's events were. I threw my stuff in the laundry, and of course, my recorder went through the washing machine. So, um, needless to say, that show is gone, and so is that recorder. So, I might sound a little different. I know this recorder um, is a little bit tinnier, I think, in sound. So, we'll see how it sounds once I uploaded. Sometimes it sounds a little bit different. So, I'm hoping it, the sound quality comes out okay. Maybe it's a little better. The background noise I've checked doesn't seem to be much different than my previous recorder. So if you guys don't like this one, tell me and I'll switch. I'll try to find another one. Um, they don't make the exact one I used to have. The thing was old. I love that thing. Loved it. It did a great job too. It was paid for. That's the best part of it. It's paid for. Anyways, we're at like twelve ninety five likes on Facebook. I mean, we're so close to thirteen hundred. It was like a week and a half, and it, was, it went from you know twelve twelve hundred to uh, almost thirteen hundred. It's pretty quick. There's a big jump. So I'm not spending a lot of energy on Facebook doing this stuff. I, I just don't have the time. So a lot of what's happening is you guys, you guys are spreading the word about what's going on on this show, what I'm talking about, the things that I, uh, the things I'm trying to do here. And, um, one of those things is to try to unify and bring us together and, and make us more of a cohesive profession, you know, and, and so that we support each other, and be positive about that. And, and, and I, uh, I want to start off today's show with what I originally did my last show on, which is going to be hard because it was kind of a topical Facebook post that I was discussing. And so it's hard to come back a week later and, you know, try to re- redo the same show. That's never easy, and I'm not going to try to do it. But um, I'm not going to try to say it the same way I did before because the passion's kind of been faded a little bit. But the original post was in response to Facebook or my, my podcast was in response to a, a Facebook post that was talking about how, um as a nurse practitioner of, you know, a great number of years, was not able to find qualified staff as nurse practitioners, and that the new ones don't know what they're doing, and they don't know, you know, they, they don't, they blame other people, and they blame this, and they blame that, and they, they have excuses after excuses, and... And I find that that whole post wasn't very helpful, and I thought that it was very detracting from what I'm trying to do, so it was really frustrating from my standpoint. That's why I was passionate about it, was that I wanted to try to, you know, hopefully quell, quell that, that speech and that philosophy of, I want to vent about a specific person, but yet I'm going to drag in the whole profession to do it. And that, that's not a helpful way of doing it. And so I had some some comments and I want to I'll reiterate them, but, but some of the things I remember talking about was why don't you as a provider and as a manager that hires NPs have a better philosophy about how you hire? So it sounds like you got a crappy employee. And that happens. That happens all the time. Sometimes you might be the crappy employee and you don't even realize it. Right? Um, you should, if you have good managers, they let you know. But, you know, if they let you slide, and all of a sudden they just cut you loose because you think you're doing everything right. though all of a sudden you're in a totally different direction. Um, that's a, that's a big problem. But, this individual was complaining about a, a specific person. And they're like, well, that's, that's not helpful. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not, not, I'm not okay with that. You could have vetted that person better. How could you vet a person better? You could, you could, uh, become, you know, uh, Familiar with the local universities that have the NP programs. And, uh, you know, get to know the faculty there so that you know who you could trust and, and call upon them and say, how was this person as a student? Were they engaged? Did they learn? Did they think for themselves? Did, you know, all that stuff. So that would be a great way of doing it. Instead of complaining on Facebook, go find a better employee. You could, um, do a better background check. You could do a better interview. How do you do a better interview? What would be some of the things that I, that I would do that, um, you know, if I was manager and I would look for somebody? well, I, I would ask a handful of clinical questions just to see if they're even close in the ballpark. That doesn't mean that they have to hit everyone as a home run, but I had a guy one time I was interviewing for an engineering job. It was a small engineering company. And I was in law school, or I, was, I think I was done with my first year of law school, and I was going from the day program of law school to the night program, and I wanted to work as an engineer full-time. And so I was looking for an engineering consulting job, and I had this interview with this guy. I did not get this job, by the way, because I was like, Eesh, I didn't really want it, and so the attitude of the guy was a little bit off-putting. But he asked me, he goes, draw, draw a flow diagram for, um, you know, hydrology. And I, and I drew a generic picture and described it, and he didn't like exactly how I did it, but that's okay. It was, you know, it was in the ballpark. So this is how I remember it. Now, you know, I haven't, I have done this in two years, but this is, this is what I remember of it, and this is how you would do it, and I can look it right back up. I know right where it is in my texts. And, uh, you know, so that, that kind of answered the question to him technically that, yeah, I, I could do that job. Thank God I didn't get that job. They ended up getting sued over some, <laughs> Issues, and it was kind of a good thing I didn't get get in that when somebody died on a construction site. I think they, they they got in big trouble. I remember over that. Anyways, um, so you can you could do some clinical questions. You know, ask uh, you know what what do you, what's your first line treatment for uh, pediatrics if you're doing peds? What's um what's your first line hypertension medicine that you use and why? And then you ask you know if you're the interviewee, what would you say? Uh, lisinopril. Wrong. You said well, it depends. It's <laughs> your go-to answer. it depends. depends. Depends on what. Depends on you know age. Depends on race. Depends on uh, if they've tried something in the past. What was the blood pressure reading? How out of control is it? Do they have kidney failure? What do their labs look like? There, there's a lot of things. I mean, did, you know, do they have cre- elevated creatinine? I just, I mean, there's a bunch of things that you would look at to start somebody on a medicine. You know, just throw them on lisinopril. So that that's shows that you're thinking now is that what they would do maybe not but at least you it shows that you know the information and then they can steer you in the right direction there's very little molding that needs done so you could you should ask those questions maybe she did i don't know i'm sure she's a great np i just maybe she blew it in in, in the interview maybe she took you know somebody's word of mouth that she was great and everything was she did all these things and these still turned out to be a turd yes that can happen But to bring down the whole profession by saying, oh, all these new NPs out there that, that are coming out of school and these, these online programs and these new brick and mortar programs and they just, they're all garbage and they're not, they're not learning anything. And, and so, do I agree with some of that? Yeah, I think I do to some extent. But I've said it before and I'll say it a million times again. NP school and any school for that matter. What you get out of it is what you put into it. So if you want to skate through and be a turd of a student, then you can be a turd of a student. You're probably going to pass. You'll probably be able to even pass the certification exam. And you can be a turd of a practitioner if your attitude is to skate through. Now, if you get the right mindset, you get people like, uh, you know, like, like, um, my boy in North Carolina. What's your name, buddy? Oh, I just had a blank. I know you. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, man. Um. MP Money Show guy, yeah, you. If you're you're kicking button and having fun, I've seen some of your emails to me about what you're doing, and that's great. Go get it, man. Um, So, you know, it just it really depends on what you what your attitude is, and so you just got to vet that crap. Now, the schools themselves, I, I agree. Schools today suck. They all suck, though. That's the problem. This is a major problem for all academia. It's just awful. The the problem with academia today is that every program, with some exceptions, don't get me don't get me wrong. There's always some good programs, but most every every program, non NP. I don't even care what it is, engineering, um, law, medicine. I don't care. <laughs> they're not what they used to be. They just aren't. They're not nearly as good. They're not nearly as effective at educating as they used to be. Now NPs, we have a particular problem because we get all this research crap that we have to do and we have all these APRN classes because of the, the convoluted nature of practicing as a nurse practitioner, that we have to know this stuff. But the problem is is that it's not taught well anyways. So you might as well skim all that crap down to one class and add more pathophysiology, more pharmacology, more assessment, and more clinical experience. I agree, those should all happen, but they won't do it. And I'll tell you why in a second. But the, the, the big thing for me is that we, we have... These schools that just are pumping people out, and I was one of them. I got pumped out. I'm not going to lie to you. But I, but I worked my butt off because I wanted to know what, to, what I needed to know. Now, I didn't work my butt off in reading the text and the things that the educators said that I needed to do. I worked my butt off in clinicals. I worked my butt off on the things that I felt mattered. I read the information, and I was constantly immersed in Going the the route of practicing medicine. Now we practice medicine in healthcare as nurse practitioners, so don't be offended by that. No, no mad emails. okay? But you know the the practice of medicine is what I wanted to learn because we didn't learn that in nurse undergrad nursing school. It's a totally different philosophy. So do I think that these schools could be better? Yeah, absolutely, I really do. But I think that everything is worse than it used to be. Now I also think that this NP was being particularly unfair. To all nurse practitioners by saying, you don't learn anything anymore, you're not as good as we were, we were so much better, and that's a lump of shit. It really is. Because when you go back 20 years, when you started as an NP, and you the critical things that you, you know, down and dirty, you couldn't do these same things that you're complaining about. Now, your employee individually was having issues with, you know, saying, oh, I wasn't taught that, or I wasn't, it was excuses of why they weren't effective. Excuses don't matter in business. Fire them. And I agree with you. Get rid of them. They're a turd. But you get 5 to 10, maybe 15, even 20% of turds in every profession. I don't care if they're a drafter that, that, that does drawings for engineering projects. I don't care if they're a secretary. I don't care if they're a garbage man. There's turds in every profession. And you just got one of them. So, bringing down the whole profession for a couple turds is the hor- most horrible thing in the world. And I was hard on cops on my last show, right? Turds, right? Yeah, the problem is, is that they get to, they get to violate civil liberties with a badge, lawfully. So, they're they higher standard of care than what I would, you know, me and you as, as just employees. So, that's different. Okay? So, there's a the few bad apples argument. Well, there's a few bad apples in everything. It doesn't matter what they are. So we can make this, make things better, we could make, make the, the profession better by making these programs better. Now why, why won't they fix it? And I'll explain why my call, my university didn't fix it, because I had the same discussion before I left my program, my clinical instructor, who happened to be one of the people in charge of the program, came to my clinical site, it was kind of far away, and you know, felt compelled to stay and chit chat for a while, which kind of sucked because it kind of was awkward. And she asked me point blank, we were sitting in the office between patients, she asked me and my my preceptor wasn't there, she goes, what would you do to make this program better? You know, could you make it better? I'm like, I could absolutely make that program better. And she was like, really? Because most people wouldn't say that. (laughs) And I said, do you really want to hear how I would make it better or do you want to not hear the truth? Do you want me to just tell you it's okay and don't change anything. And she said, sincerely, I want to know what to do to make this better. Told her point blank. Get rid of research. Not all but get rid of the project. We had to do a full-blown research project. I've talked about it in the past briefly. Get rid of the damn thing. Get rid of it. It didn't enhance my learning. It didn't enhance my clinical skills. It didn't enhance anything except their pocketbook and my waste of time. Get rid of it. I, I spent so much time doing that stupid project. It was a complete waste of time. And I told her, don't get rid of the amount of effort that the students have to put in. Just redirect that wasted effort into something more beneficial. Second path of physiology. another uh, round of assessment that we do concurrently with clinicals, so the things that we see in clinical, we can bring the light during, during our uh, assessment class and say, oh, well, this would be a better test to look for that, or this would be uh, a more appropriate way of doing this assessment to look for this, or you would try these three other tests to look for that. That's what we should have done. That would be the best program in the country. I told, I told her this. She said, we can't do that. I'd love to, but I can't make that happen. So why can't you make that happen? You're one of the main people. Just tell them we're doing this. And I, and I did look up the accreditation, I don't remember what the name of it is, the accreditation body for nurse practitioner programs. And I looked at their requirements. I actually researched it because I was like, why are we doing all this stupid crap? We should change this. And so I looked it up and it said, all you have to do is the stuff that I basically said plus, you know, so many clinical hours. And I told her I said, it's it's okay. You're allowed to do that. Why can't you just do it? She said, "You don't understand. We get paid. We get paid. What are you talking about?" She says, "We get federal funding through grant funds to pay for uh, to to give to the to the to university as part of their their uh, their their financial plan is to do work under grants, and and working under the grants is required that they have to have research as part of you know so many programs." And if they take that out, then they'd lose their grant. So they can't do that. they got to keep it in, in the program. And uh, they have to do full-blown research because it's 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 part of their grant application that they've submitted that was approved. And they have to do symposiums, and they have to do all this other crap. And so it's a complete waste of our time for funding to keep the doors open. So she's like, if you want to get a degree here, you've got to do the research because it's the way it is. And I said, well, you're getting left behind because there's a lot of programs out there that don't do that that if they learn to start doing what I'm telling them to do then they'll do, be the best program in the country they'll be they'll be awesome they'll be so well you know sought after as a as a as a university that they would be able to charge more money people all over the country on an online program if you're deemed one of the best you're going to get you're going to get people they're going to come crawling out your door and they'll pay the price And the the employers that are in the area are going to look at that university and say, geez, every one of those people coming out of there is top-notch. I don't care if I get the bottom guy in the class. I'll take them. It's worth it. And I'll pay them well because I know that they have ambition. They may not be the smartest out of that group, but they're smarter than all the others out there. So I I don't know why they don't do it. Just change, guys. So part of it's education. But let's be nice and let's be fair to each other. Let's not just bitch and complain about, you know, you making a bad decision hiring one bad apple, right? So maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, when you point at somebody else, you're pointing back at yourself. I teach my kids that, right? So maybe it's, maybe it's three times you. It's more you than the other person. Hire someone better. Do a better job vetting it. Suck it up. Be a better employer. You're the person that's whining and giving excuses about why they can't do their job. You whining on Facebook is you whining about why you can't do your job. That's how I see it. So if you're in a management position, suck it up, buttercup. It's your fault. You hired a turd. Move on. All right. Ohio stuff. So that's it for uh, everybody in the world that's listening. If you want to turn off or switch, that's fine. Ohio stuff, I just want to do a quick update. I talked to uh, one of my buddies who was confusing on Facebook about opioid prescriptions and... Um, using the uh schedule twos in in uh acute issues, acute pain, acute treating acute acute pain, right? We had new guidelines that came out that were through uh Governor Casey put like real soft guidelines and said that he wanted the Board of Pharmacy and the Medicine Board and the Nursing Board and veteran all these boards that give out opiates to uh, revamp and, and address their rules, right? And Pretty much, the Ohio Nursing Board adopted everything Kasich said. So it was like a seven-day max that you could give out of up to thirty milli equivalents of morphine was essentially what it comes down to for adults. There's other more specific rules, but th- this is for adults. For peds, it's five days. the The problem was, and in, in in the exchange on Facebook that I had with my buddy was, there's another rule that says that you can only go up to seventy two hours unless you have on schedule twos. Unless you have, um, you know, a prescribing physician that prescribed before you. It doesn't have to be your collaborative. So, say somebody comes to you with chronic pain issues and they're on opiate, on, uh, you know, Percocets or something, then you could, in theory, continue that pain medicine and do a 30 day supply, but you gotta do only a 30 day. In Ohio, anyways. I would imagine it's the same everywhere. But the confusing part is this. So now they've got this new rule that says seven days, but before it was three days. But if you look at the rule where the three-day requirement was, there was a crap ton of exceptions to it. One of them was a physician-owned practice, or a physician is a part owner in a practice. It doesn't have to be the whole owner. And if that's the case, then you're exempt. You can go ahead and prescribe up to whatever it was before. But now they've limited that down to seven days. So it used to be three days unless you had an exception, and now it's seven days for everybody unless you have... If, unless you don't fall in an exception. So for a particular circumstance, I don't have any of the exceptions. So I can't prescribe more than 72 hours of Percocet ever, unless I have a, a physician that comes to me and it's a chronic pain issue. But for acute pain, I can't do it. I can't do more than three days. I can't do five days. I still don't meet the rule. So one is a rule, one is a regulation, but they, they kind of conflict with each other. They really don't, but it seems like they do. So it is confusing and it's convoluted, but you got to know what your practice setting is. So you have to know what your exception is. If you're in a hospital, you don't have to worry about the seventy-two hours; you're exempt. If you're an FQHC, you're exempt. If you work in a mental health, whatever, you're exempt. So there, there's a bunch of them that are exemptions. But the problem is, is that if you're you know kind of not sure what your practice is, and you don't fall within within one of the exemptions, and you assume it's a seven-day thing, then you're you're violating the rules you could, you could be reprimanded for that. So you really want to be super safe. Make sure that you meet the exceptions of the, uh, ORC, your Ohio revised code before you go ahead and start prescribing seven days of, uh, acute pain meds. So that's it guys. Um, a couple house, other housekeeping things. I'm kind of discombobulated with my new recorder because I'm just not sure how it's going to work and I'm hoping it's going to be okay. I don't know. I, don't feel like, I, don't know. But I will if I have to. Don't forget to share the show, guys. It really is helping. I, I mean, you guys did that last show in the episode ninety-three. I think there was like, I don't know, four or five share, shares on it. And it, the, the number of people seeing that show and the number of likes that happened after that was just astronomical. So always, you know, if you don't know how to support the show, you can always, always, always just share one of my shows. Share my main page. Share uh, share an episode. Share something. I don't care. Just tell your friends. That's a good way of sharing it. I don't care with that. Tell your people in your class, guys. If you're an MP student and you're like, I don't know what I'm got to do with all this weird stuff, or you don't have something to write about with your um, with your online posts about you know your APRN class, this show is basically an APRN class, but better. I can't tell you the truth and the real stuff. And if we can't figure it out, or I think it's not real, I'll tell you I don't think it's real. And if you guys don't think I'm being real or being truthful, you need to tell me. So you email me Jeff at the NP and uh, or send me a Facebook uh, PM. That's cool. You can get me personally too. I've had a, a good uptick in people that are uh, requesting my friendship on Facebook, and I accidentally got a little willy nilly. I had like four of them in one day that were like friended me, and so uh, one. I looked. At, I look at everybody's, you know, like main page to see what they do and you know what your your demographics are and stuff, just to make sure you're getting on a wackadoodle. And and one one person friended me. And they were working in a hospital. It looked like they worked in a hospital, anyways. But it didn't tell me what they did there. And so I accepted this person's friendship, friend request, and then they start doing this: "Hey, how's it going? What you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh boy, here it comes." <laughs> Not doing it, so I blocked. I blocked the crap out <laughs> that person. So if you, if you're listening, and you're a nurse practitioner or a nursing student, and I blocked the crap out of you because you were talking that way. It's because it's kind of creepy dude don't don't be creepy if you have a question of me ask the question I'll do my best to answer it if I can't answer it I'll ask it to everybody out there and um, and we'll go from there but I, I just if you're if you're trying to be buddy buddy and I don't know what that was but it was weird so blocked done I'm not doing that right um, other way you can support the show if you want to support me financially I don't do donations. Maybe maybe someday, if I get enough people that that really like this show, maybe I'll do donations. I don't know. Not, not in my future, though. You can go to my, my website, dnpdude.com. Okay? You'll see a banner that is for Amazon. It's on the bottom of my page if you're on your cell phone or your mobile. If you uh, go on the full page, which is your PC or Mac, it will be on the right-hand side. Click on that Amazon link. It takes you to Amazon. All it does is it it allows you to do your purchasing you otherwise would have done, but it kicks me a percentage of what you buy. So don't forget that's a good way to support the show. I was told by someone that if you don't have your pop-up blocker off, then it won't allow you to go do that. Now, I'm a fan of... um, of trying to make things easy, but I don't know how else to make this easier. I just haven't had time to dig into it to see if I can make it any easier. So make sure if you're having problems with it, try taking turning your pop-up blocker off and see if it'll allow you to go through my Amazon link. Please don't just give up, (laughs) help support me, man. If it means turning off a switch on your pop-up blocker and your settings, try that for a second. If you can't get it, send me an email or give me a PM and say, this isn't working, I don't know why. I can't get it to work. And if anybody is really good, tech savvy, and you know a better way to do it, please email me. Tell me how. Reach out to me. I'll call you. Maybe I'll even throw you a couple bucks to help me fix my website. I don't care. I just try to make it easy, and I, I can't make it any easier right now. But um, I know I can do it, and it's not real difficult for me to get through. But um, I don't know if you're having problems. Let me know. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate all of you. Be safe. I know with the hurricanes and everything, it's still crazy, and it's you know a lot of a lot of flooding and. and craziness out there. Be safe, guys. Be smart, and we'll talk soon.